0: Hey, everybody. Fantastic show this morning. We talk about what's happening in the crypto markets from a technical perspective. We're joined by a former frequent speaker, but hasn't been on the show in a while, a pal of mine, Rosanante Capital, who is a technical trader, and he's very, very bearish. He thinks we're going down. Uh, We discuss whether Ethereum is a good buy here, whether Solana is experiencing its $80 Ethereum moment. In other words, whether this is the bottom and it would be a good time to buy. Uh, We also discuss whether Tether will blow up and other potential Cascading events that could happen post FTX collapse. The sponsor of the show is Bugatti Group. They are partnering with NFT Collections to put the collections on the luggage that they sell. They're an 80-plus-year-old brand. So an established business entity entering Web3. Overall, it's a great show. And as always, all of our content is sponsored by So Rare. You can sign up at the nifty.com So Rare. If you like fantasy sports and NFT collectibles, So Rare is the brand for you. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, November 18th. And you have tuned in to the NFT Morning Show. We run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1030 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week, where we talk all things Web3, crypto, NFTs, and whatever the F we want to talk about. I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, one of the funniest men in the business. Signal! One of the most sophisticated market participants that I know, and the author of the Nifty Daily Digest published five days a week. You can subscribe at the nifty.com. EZ Bodega, the Solana celebrity, the host of GMGM NFTs and NFTs made easy, a rising star in the Web3 content creation sector, and the creator of a profile picture connection a collection soon to hit a blockchain near you. Node. Depeche Node, the host of Node Mode, the sophisticated generative art collector, uh, and a fellow, another rising star on the content creation side interviewing artists and interviewing you know, heavy hitters from the art world on a weekly basis. Today's show is sponsored by Bugatti Group. Retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Bugatti Group for a chance to win. You're not going to want to miss this one. You're going to want to stick around to the end of the show to hear about this one. Absolutely badass sponsor today. We're excited about it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's always a lot to talk about in the ever-evolving Web3 space. I'm incredibly excited to dive in. Before I go any further, Nifty Nick, how's it going?
1: It's going well. I heard the devastating news this morning, as I tweeted out earlier, um, about the lack of a sex tape from the orgies that were going on with SBF, and I, I personally was devastated to find out about that. Um. That was kind of the top story this morning. Uh, it didn't. I, it didn't enable me to like mani- uh, make any trades. I wouldn't be surprised. Someone should drop an NFT uh, pertaining to some of this uh, SBF related stuff. Like I could definitely like. What happened to some good old meme collections? You know. Like where are they? I feel like people were trying to do it,
0: but uh, the market right now is like get that bullshit out of here. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the market's not in the mood for for this kind of stuff.
1: Uh, that may be the case. I also wanted, you know, I was thinking about it more and I just want to shout out, you know, yesterday, as I said, um, I was naming some of the best collections in this space. And at the top of my list, as you recall, was Invisible Friends. So I just want to say, you know, that turned out to be a good call yet again. Um, I said to uh, go long the market. Uh, nailed that, right? I said that uh, that the the market was going to go on a huge bull run. I did not say that uh, Bitcoin was going to go to 10K. did not come out of my mouth. Um, and so... Yeah, I just want to say, you know, shout out to myself for getting things right yet again. Just keep nailing call after call after call. And uh, yeah, you know, that, that's what's going on. Um, only other thing, the air conditioning, which you wouldn't think you would need uh, when it's 34 degrees outside. But uh, surprisingly, the way these windows are structured, I actually do need some air conditioning. And it doesn't work in my apartment right now. So uh, a, little, a little bit, slightly just moderately uncomfortable. I may have to take off my hoodie. So that sounds uh, like you
2: got a temperature. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, no, you don't
2: have a temperature. No, you're sick. You're sick. Well, well- <laughs> I don't even know how you're even doing the show this morning. And by the way, shout out to the invisible friend who turned up. Who turned up in my DM saying. Thank you for supporting us. I'm when saying, bully. bro, Shout
3: out, invisible friends. Invisible friends, right?
2: Easy, though. You know those guys. They they tag invisible. me, DM
3: they, me, let me know. Yeah. Nick sucks. They're my yeah. favorite project, bro. One hey,
0: if hey, they, they called
2: you a bully. I mean, shout out dude. to the invisible no, I, friends crew. They were so it.
0: invisible yesterday, were they? Yeah. They yeah, were yeah, like
2: invisible,
1: r- dude. You know what's hilarious is like rug project holders are like the most vocal people that I've heard in my life. So like, it's sort of like the pattern just keeps playing out here, um, and it's Look, really fascinating for me to observe. Look,
0: ladies and gentlemen, we welcome a diversity of opinions on this show. And Nifty Nick, you know, he's going to, uh, Nifty Nick's going to say what's on his mind. I'm the and, face uh, of
1: diversity. That's what they say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of diverse opinions, uh, you know, our podcast producer Tig has created a an intro for us. I was going to play it here on the show. Uh, do you guys want to hear the intro? Do you guys want to hear the intro that Tig made? Is that, uh, is that cool with you yeah.
1: guys? No. All right, I'm here a, we go. I'm Ready? Orange. Yo yo, test, test, test. I think we're good. This is
4: NFT. The NFT morning show. Your
2: host, hosty Nick. Captain Kicks and EC East Podega.
1: How about signal? We're
5: ready NFT.
4: NFT. I
1: mean, I think it's pretty good. I mean
4: I think it
3: slaps.
1: Uh yeah. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like a radio, I mean, to be fair, it's not as long as some like radio show opens that are like a radio show openers that like go on forever and ever and ever. Like actually, and you should hop in at the end of that and you're like, oh, today's episode is brought to you by Bugatti. Uh, by the way, this is, uh, B- uh Bugatti is the leading manufacturer distributor, uh, distributor of branded luggage, handbags, and more, uh, they're dropping an NFT as well. That's why they came on the show. Shout out to Bugatti. Uh, Bugatti Group, I should specify, not Bugatti Cars. I'm wondering, like, is, has that been like a... Well, I guess if it's, if it's not under the Bugatti brand, it doesn't really make a difference if you're doing... Uh, when you say branded luggage, uh, I'm curious. like, that's, It's like white label, basically, is my understanding
4: of that. But it, um, we'll, we'll, or what were you guys going to say? Um, yeah. First of all, thank you for for inviting us. Yeah, it it is two separate organizations: the Bugatti manufacturer of cars and the Bugatti Group, which is us, who who, um, as you mentioned, manufacturer, retailer, distributor of uh, luggage. Awesome. Well, uh, that's the way
1: that that uh, intro would end is like, yo, shout out to our sponsor of the day. <laughs> um, and I feel like it, it fits in uh, properly. We need some like music to go alongside that one, but. I think it's a good start. We should do like a test test. Oh my god. We need to just get rid of NFT out of that.
4: (laughs) We're ready
1: (laughs)
6: NFT. <laughs> I, think,
0: <laughs> I think maybe if I was given TIG feedback, I'd say like, I don't know if they'll just NFC at the end is, is totally necessary. That's like the part that I'm confused about. But other than that, I think there's a lot to work with there. At the beginning, the test, test, test. I don't even know when I said that. Have I said test, test, test on the show? I mean, obviously I said it at some point. He has the audio of me saying it. I thought those were the two creative decisions that that I thought were interesting.
1: Well, I mean, at least he got the uh, person doing the voiceover and the little uh, uh, glitch effect that, Was going on there, I mean, it sounds professional. I went back, so I was googling. I've looked for inspiration in like radio shows, and so I'll I'll Google like NYC top morning radio shows, basically. And uh, the one of the ones, this guy Elvis Duran, their intro, like the the way that their show starts in the morning, it's like half an hour of just like stuff uh, and 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 like uh, effects and other stuff they play. I would say um, they play about. Uh, I'm trying to think how long, like 15 minutes uh, or like five minutes of ads right out the gate, um, and then uh, and then they have like their intro, but it's like a bunch of effects. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting thing. I like it. We need. what, we, what you also need in there is like uh, celebrities that are calling in that right, are like. Right. Like, the, the, hey, this is this is Steph Curry. Uh, you're tuned in right now to the NFT morning show. Yo, it's uh it's it's your boy, your favorite anti-semi, semi-kanye, you know. <laughs> uh, shout out to the NFT morning show. Uh, hey, this is uh this is Dave Chappelle. They all sound like me, by the way. Hey, this is Dave Chappelle, you know. Um I like to push the limits and sometimes include you know, debatable levels of anti-Semitism as well when Kanye's doing it. Yo, shout out to NFT morning show. I think that's like, that would be like a good opener if they like included that component.
0: Yeah, I well, first of all, Tig, what the hell? Where were our A-list celebrities shouting out our show? I mean, what are we paying you for? Come on now, buddy. Uh, we got to get that stepped up. Um, but no, that's a, that's a very fun intro. Tig I, said in the Discord, it's not done yet. Uh, so can't wait to hear the final iteration.
1: Nick, go now, ahead. Now that I think about it, you actually could like give people... In the space, the opportunity. Now I'm like actually interested in this opener. Like, imagine if there's people who are in the NFT space and you're like, hey, is G Money your favorite anonymous person? You know, a shout out to the (laughs) NFT morning show. Uh, Like, I actually could see uh, that working, like doing something like that. Hey, is Pranksy, Uh, but again, all of them sound like me making weird voices. Uh, Hey, is Pranksy your favorite flipper? Uh, who's still living off the board Ape trade? Uh, <laughs> shout out to the NFT Morning Show. I mean, I feel like that w- that's not a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. I like it a lot. Uh, well, look, why we okay. one other? Uh, yo, this is uh, this is your uh, Blank Street Coffee barista. You know that guy Nick's a real douchebag. Uh, shout out to the NFT Morning Show.
3: I like it. I like it a Ooh, lot. I got one. Hey, it's NFT Nick. I don't trade JPEGs, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> you say Nick, that I minted one the other day, okay?
0: Nick bought one the other day. Um, and look, ladies and gentlemen, I just let some 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 wild cards on the stage. I let uh, Gene Parmesan on stage, and I let KML. Who I don't believe it has been on the show before. It says that he's marketing a nifty gateway previously at Instagram. He's ex Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, we got an ex Silicon Valley guy on stage. Everybody, uh, you know, alert the, uh, the the newspapers. Anyway, we're gonna get into Yo, the I'm ex
1: Silicon Valley hmm. We all are. Uh, I'm going to let's get this show on the I road. I actually live there, P.O., like you. OK, <laughs> Oh, Nick, we're telling
0: lies again. OK, but living in Silicon Valley is the least cool thing to brag about of all time. Um, reminder, ladies and gentlemen, retweet the tweet that's been to the top and follow Bugatti Group for a chance to win. They are today's sponsor. Let's dive into the weather report signal. Please take it away.
2: Yeah. Morning, folks. Today, last day of the week, happy Friday. Friday, the 14th, 18th of November, GMGM volume on OpenSea is in 7.4 million. Blur at 3.3. So we're still pretty much.
3: Wow. Uh Oh, we lost the thing. Oh, shit.
2: Uh-oh, she's sorry. being, she's somebody, being, uh, sorry, so, oh, there we go. Sorry, somebody we thought you got me. shadow band. No, sorry, somebody called me. Um, uh, the leaders, uh, apes are still in the uh, 60s, so which is good. We've seen that bounce of the low dip we had last week. Um, everything else, Moonbird, 7.3, Doodles, 5.9, not so great there. Um, so a little bit of turbulence up there, but let's see if it holds over the weekend. Over the past twenty-four hours, you have got apes leading the open sea ranks. In fact, a brand new wallet transferred six hundred and thirteen ETHs, so over seven hundred thousand dollars. And they just started max bidding on all uh, on all ape grails. Um, they managed to snag a trippy ape. They ended up taking the offer. That particular wallet is uh, interesting because they already have thirty-four apes, one hundred and fifty-nine other deeds, twenty-five mutants, three serums, eight dogs, and three punks. So, um, if Easy's prediction uh, comes to fruition. I feel sorry for this wallet, but let's hope it does not. Secondly, sponsor of the show earlier this week, Godar had their Hilma Afklint Mint and that did uh, surprisingly well. The winning bid was 1.5 ETH, which is what all the bidders ended up paying. And on secondary, it blew up after it was confirmed that the foundation approved for the NFT collection. And that floor was sitting uh, at 2x um, at 3.5 ETH. And, yeah, at 3.5 ETH, and the floor is thin there. The low cost mint of the week, oh sorry, of the day yesterday was 1984. That was the hype mint. It is a nostalgia storytelling collection. Obviously, a supply of 1,984, and they are focusing on world-building, freedom, and authenticity. That collection minted at 0.05 in a scene of Forex just holding shy of 0.2. And lastly, Elon Musk. Well, what a boss to have. He has shared his ultimatum and demands with Twitter employees. Many staff decided to leave, and reports on Web3 Twitter show people losing hundreds of followers overnight, and they are asking, will Twitter go down, and if so, where will the Web3 community go Onto Crypto, BTC, ETH, SOL, all ranging, ranging, not much change there. So overall, it has been a turbulent week, let's just say, but it's very good to see Grails being max bid. um, And it's also very good to see that free or low cost mints are still doing well out of the gate. So for now, we aren't in the Bahamas. So the 24 hour forecast going into the weekend will be cloudy. Back to you, folks.
0: Absolutely fantastic weather report, as usual, Signal. Some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that's written by Signal Monday through Friday. You can sign up at nifty.com. The Bahamas regulator has confirmed that they directed Sam Bankman-Fried to move assets off the exchange. The regulator said it took these actions to protect the interests of clients and creditors under its jurisdiction. Uniswap released Universal Router, a tool which allows traders to swap multiple tokens on Uniswap, and buy NFTs across different marketplaces, all in one transaction, using a gas-optimized contract. Metamask has added NFT price estimation features to their dApp, allowing users to see what their NFTs are worth at a glance. Estimates are powered by NFT Bank AI and claim to provide price estimates within 90% accuracy. Last but not least, Coachella's luxury NFT lifetime passes are in limbo on FTX. After the business auctioned 10 passes for nearly $1.5 million, those who store their NFTs on the exchange no longer have access to them as a result of the platform shuttering. That is your update, your weather report, your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. Reminder to retweet the tweet that's pinned at the top and follow Bugatti Group for a chance to win the giveaway from today's sponsor later in the show. Uh, We got Gene Parmesan with his hand raised.
6: Hasn't been on the show in a while. Gene, what's going on? yo uh pio thanks for having me on i hope i'm not too loud i got my new uh, little uh setup you you sound great buddy thank you well two quick things one i think that the elon stuff is so funny sometimes because some of the stuff they're complaining about it's like oh yeah i can't shit talk my boss like on twitter like publicly or like i have to bring my own lunch it's like i mean if if the deep came on here and just started absolutely shitting on nifty nick like i don't think that would you know like he, he he'd probably get fired and the other thing i'm looking at genuine undead and like one play that I feel like people should—I've been thinking about making—is like doing what Franklin, do, you know, Franklin does f- with apes, but with like a lower end collection, just buying a ton of them, being a market maker. Because like genuine undead is one of those few collections that almost behaves in a predictable way, where, where, like it, it kind of always bottoms out at zero point three. I'm looking now; it's at zero point four five in the blink of an eye. So I wonder if someone you know, like buy like a hundred of those, or you know, or sixty, you know, however many apes that Franklin has, and just market and make like when it goes down to point. Three-ish buy a bunch when it goes up to zero point four, sell a bunch, and you know there's zero point four or five sell a bunch. Like, I wonder if someone you know is going to make that play with a the, the lower end collection. Well, now that blur exists,
0: you can actually make money doing that. Uh, I mean, we talked kind of at length yesterday about the situation with royalties on, uh, you know, like Open Sea and how difficult it is to actually turn a proper profit, you know, with that system. But now that there's blur, uh, you actually can make money that way. I would think, man, genuine undead. Amazing that it's holding a 0.45-beat floor right now. If I look at the activity, I mean, it's steady. It's totally steady. I mean, there's 40 to 70 or more sales per day, pretty much. It looks like the kind of low for Genuine Undead uh, was like in the ballpark of 20 to 30, which is pretty nuts. I'm bringing Clemente on stage. Clemente keeps his ear to the market all the time. I'm curious uh, to see what Clemente thinks. Maybe if he was coming up to speak on, on Genuine Undead. Clemente, what's going on? Yeah, hey,
7: uh, I was. I actually tweeted about it last night when I was at 0.3 just because like I, one of the indicators I have set up is like a massive decrease in listings over like the last week and since. So it's crazy because their listings are almost down 50% over the last nine days. So like, holy shit, how did this happen? I, and again, I have no idea. So I, I tweeted out about it. I was like, guys, everyone needs to be looking at Genuine Undead. Their listings went from 1557 all the way down to now they're 800 um, Sales picked up a bit. They had like 50 sales over the last 24 hours. And then they seem to have bottomed out. Like They did like three or four consecutive days of their floor being in the 0.28 to 0.3 range. So like, hey, this has to be a good play considering what we've seen Genuine Undead run to. And then it's like whenever you comment or literally mention the word Genuine Undead, the whole community just rolls in deep and they all just started posting. They, they blew the post up. But it's like, they, I mean, I guess it works, right? Like their community seems really strong and, and uh, they go through kind of these cycles. I know Nick was talking about it like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago about this exact same kind of phenomenon happening.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, it's it's hard to tell what to kind of focus on in a market like this, especially. But then again, I mean, maybe a community-run project is actually the way to go. And we've seen other examples where, you know, community-run projects are strong. Uh, Signal, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think, I. I mean... I think this time is a really interesting time to be trading older collections um, and just going off what the back of Clemente is saying, like, if you can identify the collections whereby you've got this passionate community, it's an established project, you know, it's always going to come back. It's it's a trade you can make and then you're just going to have to wait. So about. Ten days ago, I was talking to some people in Discord and was like, "Oh, you know what's good to get?" I said, "Get Crypto Dick Butts." So somebody bought it at like one point six. They got it in, in uh, on a collection offer, and then yesterday it pumped to two ETH. I don't know where it is this morning, but like, you know, you just know that something like Crypto Dick Butts is going to end up pumping again, and it's just the sort of wait and see game. So I think the idea of doing these older collections with with, with strong communities is, um, yeah, it's, it's personally, a no brainer.
0: Yeah, the thing about crypto dickbuts is you kind of get the the crypto and NFT Illuminati—they're all bought in, you know—and it's it's almost like the it's like a lower end crypto punks. Honestly, it's kind of crazy that that it's kind of you know uh, evolved into that, or it, I guess it just always was that. I remember when those first dropped, could have bought them at like 0.1, 0.2, and they just ended up running. Uh, we got Rosa Nante Capital, uh, my pal Marco on stage hasn't been on the show in a long, long time. Full time crypto trader, Marco, what's going on?
8: Hey, bud, missed you guys. Uh, yeah, sorry, been MIA. You know, ever since the market fell apart in April, I've just been taking the back seat. You know, obviously, I'm I'm posting a bunch of stuff about you know the eventual market collapse, and I think we're on the precipice of it. So it's, I'm steering clear. But I've also been trying to do some digging on those older collections that Signal was just alluding to, right? Because I, I do want to snap some up during the bear market depths. You know, at the uh, when everybody's absolutely screaming and kicking. I want to be scooping up some like ancient, ancient projects that'll be around forever. So, I went on a Spaces last night uh, with some of the archaeology NFT guys, and basically they were saying, you know how um, so Emblem Vault is basically they're trying to uh, fix their marketplace for things like rare pepe's, and you know if, if you go on there right now, it's it's really convoluted on OpenSea and and hard to find like a floor price for a certain card and so on and so forth. Um, so that was good to hear that they're fixing that. And then also um, some interesting things about custodianship on the different blockchains that all of these things were originally minted on. Uh, so for example, you know, like Rare Pepe is being uh, minted on Counterparty, a fork of Bitcoin originally. Um, so like they are they were discussing, you know, should you use the original tokens to pay for these NFTs or to mint them and wrap them? Um, it sounds like they're trying to unify everything on Ethereum. Uh, I mean,
0: cu- Counterparty is a humongous pain in the ass to use like right. such a pain.
8: Yeah, I agreed, man. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was looking at, I mean, I got on this whole train cause I was looking at V1 punks the other day. Um, just cause the price entry is something I could actually get. Um, uh, but it's just kind of suspect to me and like Mooncats too, because you know, these, I, I was noticing someone minting a bunch of new, uh, supply onto the chain and they were like really rare ones too. And I was like, Oh man, like, You buy something today and you never know if it's just gonna, you know, devalue immediately when someone comes and like wraps their old assets on chain. Um but yeah, so anyways, apparently like the whole like archaeology NFT segment is gonna have some UI improvements soon. So we'll be able to snap up, you know, some stuff and be confident that we didn't buy a dud or like an empty vault or something. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that'll, that up. I mean
0: I think it'll be good. I'd love to know since you're a full-time crypto trader. I'd love to know what you think of, you know, the current state of affairs. Now, we haven't talked to you in quite a bit. Obviously, we've seen some blow-ups and some pretty gnarly activity. What do you think o- about
3: what's going on?
8: Yeah, it's hard to say, man. I mean, so I mean, I'll tell you right now, the index funds <laughs> I'm pretty terrified of what's about to come. Uh, you know, I took off some shorts at the lows in June because there, there are two different scenarios one where we have a massive dead cap bounce from that point and that's what's had basically transpired since then um i didn't expect this rally to continue for so long um and then we saw crypto selling off first uh you know obviously last week and uh you know it's kind of the way the whole the whole market's been in general when you think about stocks the riskiest assets have been the ones that sold off first you know and apple still you know coming down a little bit but it's still up at its highs. so it's kind of like the opposite of crypto pumps you know like you know how doge and the dog coins pump last and then it's like okay like time to go down it's kind of you know a similar thing for stocks so i i think they're going way down and i i just uh you know i have a lot of cash i have a lot of hedges in place um i'm not being shaken out of those um i'm a bear uh full heartedly so that's, that's <laughs> we right got a bear, ladies to and
0: gentlemen. No, I mean, look, don't be, don't be sorry, man. We, we appreciate your take. I mean, Nick, do you have any comment on what Marco said? Like, I know you've been bearish yourself. Um, you said yesterday crypto was going to go down. Obviously it went up. Uh, what are you thinking about, Nick?
1: Yeah, you got that inverted, dude. Yesterday I said, uh, right now it's going to go up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely going up right here. Uh, in all honesty, though, actually, if you look at the uh, daily on Bitcoin, it's still, you um, it's still within the range. Um, so I actually am not yet uh, uh, I, I don't think we've hit the bottom here. I don't know. Uh, it, it's impossible to say. I mean, call it, calling the prediction of or sorry, the direction of the market on a day-to-day basis, it's uh, challenging. Um, I tend to be the best in the world at it, but it's a difficult job. And so yeah, what I, I say?
8: I so, agree. You're excellent at uh, at predicting those short term moves. You have a crazy track record for some reason, but um, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like more more medium long term. Like I think you know for the next two years until the next Bitcoin happening, basically. Even though we have this whole like ETH going deflationary thing, I don't know. It's just you know it, it doesn't seem like it's going to pull its head out. One interesting thing to note is in the dot com bubble bust, you had the Nasdaq going down to deep deep lows, right? But one thing you can look at is certain tech companies actually. Uh, bottomed out sooner than the, the general market did. And they it did make new highs before 2008. And, uh, you know, mostly during that period, it was all based around commodity stocks. Those were the, the thing to own from 2001 to 2008. Um, but, you know, if you look at Apple, for example, that's one stock that that did make higher highs. So there is a chance that that happens with crypto too. And, you know, and we could see, you know, I don't know, t- until 2028, you know, crypto suffers kind of like the tech stocks did back then but we do have certain leaders that, that, you know, due to fundamental reasons, just outperform everything that could totally happen with Bitcoin and ETH, for example, maybe some other tokens, who knows, but yeah, in the next couple of months, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being pretty guarded here with my investments.
1: I, I'm not bullish. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not buying anything right now. Uh, in fact, um, I'm trying to get my money into uh, U.S. dollars is what I've been uh, working on. It's, a uh, it's a uh, crazy idea. It's one of my favorite shit coins.
8: Pio, you used to work for Robinhood, right? What do you think of Robinhood? I know their Did he? biggest owner was uh, Kathy Woods, and I think their third is, is SBF, right? Well, How SBF that-
0: bought the 7% stake uh, when yeah, when like Three Hours Capital blew up or whatever. I don't know, man. Um, got to think that they'd get billed out if anything happened, right? Like We already saw that one time during the GameStop incident when they were insolvent. I don't know. I, I think there's room in the market for like a user friendly, uh, you know, like finance like platform. Uh, but I don't know what's going to happen with them. That's uh, you know, that's that's I tweeted about it the other day. I'm like, we haven't talked about the fact that SBF owns seven percent of Robinhood or whatever.
1: Um, pretty I mean, pretty crazy stuff. That's just equity. So like, there's no. W- w- yeah, he doesn't have any influence the, over them. Yeah, the, the, there'd be no uh, when you say bailed out. I don't know if they'd be bailed out from. Like they don't like owe him any money at this point in time. He, they, they'd have to like liquidate that um, and try and uh, sell it. It could provide downward pressure on the stock.
0: Yeah, which but, there uh, are no uh, strangers to.
8: Right, like you have to think like Kathy Woods Ark Investment Fund has has gone you know nothing but down ever since 2021. Same with FTX, obviously, and then. Uh, same with Robinhood stock itself. So I, I look at like two of the top four holders and I'm kind of sketched out by that. But anyways, I, I on that note, I think it's good to be diversified in terms of brokerages that you use also. So for example, you know, like Thinkorswim or anything else that you use to trade stocks, it's probably good to, similar to crypto exchanges, you know, for it could have some knock on effects. And I just, I can't think of a PO when you posted that, I couldn't think of a single larger a uh, trigger of like a cascading downfall in the stock market, then like a Robinhood hood shutdown or something. Can you imagine if they closed down for creditors and they've just been advertising, Hey, keep your crypto on here. It's safe. Uh, when the whole FTX thing was going down, I was just thinking like, imagine they just like locked down withdrawals one day and, uh, Everybody's deposits are screwed.
0: Well, their withdrawal system has always been dog shit. I mean, for the longest, you basically just weren't buying crypto assets on Robinhood for the whole first like X number of years that they were available on there. That You never were actually owning any crypto on there. You were buying like the price, right? But you couldn't withdraw. Then when they finally rolled out the withdrawals, I think you could withdraw like 0.15 Ethereum a day it was something ridiculous. I don't. I never ever had uh, crypto on there, but people that I knew that did uh, would tell me about like you know the amount that they could withdraw and it being like a tiny amount. So it was never a legit crypto platform. But I think the the kind of rebrand of I guess what mid to late 2021 uh, was that hey we're actually becoming a legit crypto platform. But I, yeah, like Nick said, I don't really think that there's any kind of like you know situation where they go under here. But then again, you never know. Um, what
3: totally. about
0: what about Tether? Do we think that tether is
3: at risk right now? If tether goes under the entire market is so screwed because like a lot of the leverage USDT pairs like when people are trading leverage and perps taking out like futures and shorting and everything else a lot of that is paired in USDT and that's where most of the liquidity is so if that goes under there's like that would be in my opinion bigger than FTX going under just because of all the money that's on those pairs It's
8: an interesting
3: point. Uh, we'd see the price literally crater, like terrifyingly crater. Like I think it would make FTX's situation look minuscule.
8: I think, uh, you know, the, the reason why Bitcoin dominance hasn't spiked up dramatically in this bear market is, I would say, primarily due to the USDT dominance spiking up during all these, you know, everybody hopping out of altcoins, um, which is super interesting. So, I, I mean, you look at that chart looking for a leading indicator, but then you, you know, the USDT thing kind of throws it out the window. It's hard to know, Pio. I, I don't know. I, I know they've added to their transparency. Uh, I know USDC has also done that. But, you know, you have to think that they're competing with the U.S. government at some point if they're going to out, you know, if they're going to roll out CBDCs and, and we go into this dystopian future that we are all terrified of.
1: There's somebody that I follow who, like, is, like, utterly convinced that Tether is going to completely implode, like, in the next week. I don't know what that's based on. Uh, and where they're like coming up with this information. We've seen it DPEG a couple of times, but by DPEG, it's gone down to like 0.996 uh, v- versus, uh, versus you know, $1. So it hasn't like gone way off. I-, I just thought it was interesting that they were saying that. And I don't know what, like, even what the implications of that are. Like, can't you just switch it over to like USDC? I, I-, I don't know that there'd be like a run on the bank. The only thing that you, one does have to wonder about, though, is who's going to, like, if there's no liquidity there for uh, USDC. I mean, they're holding assets over at Tether, so there has to be some uh, counterposition. What was weird is, like you said, there hasn't been a ton of transparency. And uh, in some, like, at one point, they were holding, like, Bitcoin and other crypto assets, which are much more volatile. So it's like, well, how is this um, offsetting it? But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not but, good. I, I'll be I'll be interested to see how this pans out, but I don't know what like the like how much people could max lose like that. That's the, like what what does the depegging of tether even look like? Listen,
8: like, I'm am afraid of holding my cash in my bank account. I mean, you go ask your bank today. You know, I need to withdraw ten thousand dollars. They're gonna sit you down and ask you a bunch of questions because they don't have it on hand. Ever since the Cyprus uh, situation, where the country of Cyprus, they they basically. The, the market crashed and, and the banks took everybody's deposits and said, you don't own these, we own these. And you could only redeem up to 100 grand out of your bank account. Um, the US silently passed those same rules that Cyprus had in place. And we run a fractional reserve system today. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm honestly more comfortable holding some wealth and some historical NFTs than holding cash in a bank account, to be honest. I'm, I'm a little suspect of of all, you know, uh, any form of of dollar where you know other than cold hard cash uh, physical cash or you know gold nfts stuff like that because you know crypto is gonna go down um, and if you're worried about storing your wealth, there are only so many places you could go right it's really interesting um, I'm not as paranoid
1: about uh, I mean yeah it's a fractional system you should be able to withdraw an amount I don't know what it's
8: like you know um... Nick think about where we're going if if we have a massive market crash that we haven't seen since 2008. Remember what happened to the banks then? River how terrifying that was? I I would be more concerned about it. Well,
1: that's a completely different scenario. That wasn't a run on the bank situation. That was literal like that was a liquidity crisis driven by like uh, the mortgage <clears throat> mortgage backed securities that were uh, absolute garbage. So I'm I'm not sure that it's like a fair comparison. Like but people aren't like, "Oh, the stock market dropped 30%, quick remove all of your cash from the banks." I actually thought COVID was like a trigger. I, when uh, COVID was coming, I was withdrawing a ton of cash from the bank. Every day I'd go, I'd max out my withdrawals, I'd get cash, and I, I didn't know what was happening. But like, w- w- what's like the catalyst in this case that, that makes everyone say, I'm going to withdraw all my money from the bank?
8: All, all it takes is one sketchy news, right? I, I mean, just imagine what happened in the brokerages, the, the crypto exchanges that we just saw, and you, you could just extrapolate I mean, that out. I mean, it's terrifying.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if the banks, like if, uh, you know, we, we use Chase for, uh, but, but I also use Schwab, you know, if Chase, if, if it turns out that they were taking customer deposits and lending it to themselves and, uh, and using, uh, using that to buy property of the executives, then yeah, I mean, that would be a, a, a concerning thing. Um, That's I a mean, crazy if,
8: thing, right? That, I mean, FTX was operating how most banks do in the US today.
1: Uh, yeah, Without as yours. a as a fractional system, you are you are technically correct, uh, but that's not how uh, they, people expect crypto exchanges to operate. Like if you see all the t- all the statements that Coinbase and uh, Gemini make, is essentially it's all one for one backed, um, and that which is interesting that they have to do that uh, it just goes to show um, the lack of trust within this ecosystem. You are correct, technically, about the banks. It's a fractional reserve system. So if everyone tried to go withdraw all their cash, um, they wouldn't be able to. Uh, you you can get a bunch of cash, though. I mean, uh, Mr. Beast does it for his videos, so there has to be some way that he's pulling that off, you know? <laughs> like, where is he getting all of his cash? We got to get to the bottom of this situation. Is Mr. Beast in with all the bankers? Like, that's a question. Maybe that's where we go next, is we, do, uh, we launch a little investigation here to track down Mr. Beast in North Carolina and find out where this cash is actually coming from and if those are real dollars that are in the suitcases.
0: I saw an interview with Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, who is no stranger to having mass amounts of physical cash. And he said that you have to put an order in to get that much cash and they'll uh, deliver it to your home in a Brinks truck, which I'm sure Floyd Mayweather just loves that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's also the situation that's happening with Mr. Beast. He must have like a a vault safe or something, something crazy um, to store that cash in
1: before they give it away in the videos. I don't know if it's even like real or not, Like, but uh, whatever it is, I, I mean, I, maybe like, should, would it be useful at some point to just have like a suitcase filled with cash just as like a fallback, like Rosinante Capital is saying here? Like P.O., does it make sense that we would get a suitcase with a hundred grand in it just for, you know, keeping things safe, you know? Hey, maybe we're
0: going to do it. Uh, Gene Parmesan has his hand raised. What's going on, Gene?
6: Yeah, I mean, a, a suitcase with a bunch of cash isn't really worth much if you don't have, like, a ton of guns and ammo because someone is just going to take that from you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the Tether thing, I feel like, you know, people have been kind of doing the chicken little thing about Tether every, like for, for years and years. And I think whatever, like, the usual thing that happens is usually not what people expected, right? People didn't spend years saying FTX is insolvent. So I think that, like, it makes me less likely to think that like a tether run is going to happen because people have been predicting it and like calling it out like all the time. I think, you know, the, the Luna thing did people did kind of predict but that was because it was an algo stable coin and was kind of programmed to go to zero. But I feel like, you know, um, the the this thing is, is a little bit different. And then the, 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 I feel like people keep comparing it to banks, but like banks like are FDIC insured. So they, they like as long as you don't have like more than 250K per account, like you're good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not really worried about banks myself. We got KML on stage. I don't believe that KML has been on the show before. It says that you're marketing a Nifty Gateway your ex Instagram. KML, what prompted you to request?
8: Yo, what's up? Uh, I've been a big uh, listener of the show. Just wanted to say, what's up, PO? What's up, Nick? What's up, Kicks? What's up, Easy Eats? What's up, Depeche Node? Um, but yeah. I no, what's tried- up for Signal? Oh, yeah. Sorry, what's up, Signal?
2: Yo, what's up, KML? <laughs>
8: <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're, you're in
0: the doghouse with signal now Cam. i know
6: woof, woof, that, signal. Woof, woof. that was an amazing <laughs> yeah. uh report this morning by the way i feel super caught up on all the NFT news and just want to say thank you for the report this morning
1: um and then also just shout out
6: on ha- on the podcast with griffin um one of the founders of nifty gateway i really
7: enjoyed that episode but yeah just want to say what's up um and yeah the fdic insured part
8: definitely makes me feel a little bit better you know i think most like accounts are insured up to like 100k so um, if shit goes haywire, at least like, uh, the feds will, uh, hit the print money button and then we'll be a little bit better. One I, quick yeah. thing on that. It's sorry, Nick. I was just going to say, uh, the FDIC insurance it insures up to 250 grand, right? Per per, per per person, but here's the thing. I, the total money pool is less than the total amount that would be withdrawn. If everybody was to run on the banks, they, there is not enough FDIC insurance out there Look. to cover everybody. It's,
1: how, how did this spill over into like, like, Rosanante Capital here is like, a, a, are you a gold bug? Like, and before I answer that real quick, this guy KML sounds like he never lived in Silicon Valley. I'm just calling it out right now. You know, you know we only trust people that at some point have lived in Silicon Valley. I see kicks come off mute. What's your situation? And like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I've
9: been following Rosanante Capital on Twitter for a minute, dude. Uh, he's, he throws up some pretty nice fractals comparing to the 2001 tech bubble and 2008. I actually got a big uh, uh, VIX uh, position, thanks to him. Just as a nice little hedge. Oh, uh, no,
8: dude!
9: It's all good, dude. It, it, no, it's good. I mean, it's it's hedging me. <laughs> it's hedging me out. Uh, yeah, I'm still holding. I'm still holding. I'm still fucking holding, dude. It's a nice little insurance policy. We riding. Uh, we riding, dude. I mean, we uh, bear markets never ended with VIX below forty. Give me that forty number, and I'll uh, get a nice trip on this position. If uh, if not, we slow bleed a little bit. That's all good. Um but yeah dude uh yeah it sounds like nick doesn't have one nick's probably just you know straight long
8: no i'm I, no i'm not a gold bug nick but i i mean you know this that's one of the whole draws of crypto in general is you know self-custodying your assets and
1: you know. do you sleep on a bed of gold like is <laughs> no, that like your situation no, over not. there
8: you got Listen, gold bars we, we have to trust all these different organizations i mean you there's no financial system in place if we don't you know trust any institution out there so of course but i, I was just advocating for spreading out your funds across different brokerages and exchanges just in case.
1: I mean, if we got into like here here's the way that this is going to play out people. So what what we've been seeing is uh suddenly uh, out of nowhere the NFT market collapses and Charles Schwab says everybody sorry we're going to have to freeze your funds the board eight price has collapsed out of nowhere. We're going to need to hold on to all of your cash. Unfortunately, that we have paused withdrawals out of Charles Schwab I'm also hearing from Chase that withdrawals have been paused because of the floor price of Board Apes. So keep an eye on that. That's a situation that we're currently dealing with. We also, uh, there's been inflation. And as you know, uh, whenever you know, things get expensive, we end up uh, completely freezing all bank accounts everywhere. Uh, it helps us uh, make more money. But uh, in all seriousness, like I don't know what uh, situation that runs into. But yeah, I mean, having, having diversification of uh, your money is never a bad idea. Uh, You know, I think in uh, college, when I had a negative bank account, I was thinking about, is there any way for me to diversify myself out of this situation? Like, is there a way that I could uh, get money in here? How do you invert this, basically? And can I spread that negativity to like other banks and so that I don't have to deal with it? Uh, Or what's the situation if I just let this bank sort of just sit there? Turns out that they have a major influence over your future financial situation. So you do have to pay them back Um, but I've been hit with that. You know, I've been hit with the the negative banks. It's time that we fight back. And maybe one way of fighting back is like taking cash out of there to store it in, uh, to, uh, a more, a lot of people say that, um, dollars are fungible, but are they really, you know, like that's the thing that I wonder about sometimes. But, uh, so we could go collect a bunch of, um, a bunch of tokens out of the bank. I'd be very interested in that.
8: Yeah, they're serialized, right? Hey, I I have an NFT question for you guys too. the, The main reason it came up here. Um, L- the friendship bracelets uh, the friendship bracelets from Artblocks um, I got one gave it away instantly I was just thinking I-, I did that because I assume I was reading the text and it seemed like they strongly encouraged you to give one away um, and I'm just thinking do we think do you guys have a conspiracy also that they're probably going to do future airdrops for holders especially those that gave away a bracelet
3: Node? did they confirm that, that, that? You gave it away though? How do you confirm that you gave it away, though, versus just moved it to a second wallet?
8: That, that is a great question. I don't know if they would... I, I mean, there are like 20,000-plus of these things, right? It's, it would be very hard to verify.
1: No, I'm very interested in this. I, I'd like to... Uh, oh, I see Node's Note hand-raiser, a resident uh, artist. Uh, and uh, any upgrade to your as well with your ledger? I'd love to hear about that.
10: Uh, no upgrades to the ledger, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's still just in the plastic bag. Uh, but with the friendship bracelets... I, don't, I, th- I had that same thought, uh, Sir Capital. I wasn't I, and, I'm, and I'm feeling a little bit uh, selfish because I just sold all of mine and kept one. And so now I'm wondering if I should give that away. but I, I don't know. I, it, it did seem like a kind of just a fun project because they, they, they let you mint two, right? So you can give away one, you can keep one. So I don't know that they're gonna do anything uh, specific. And again, even if they did, when you think about it, that's like a, uh, it would be a pretty big airdrop, right? There'd be a lot that there'd be a lot of supply automatically. Um, unless most people were like me and didn't give them away so in which case maybe it would be a smaller collection um, but yeah, I don't know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily give one away hoping you're gonna get something in return. I think that kind of defeats the purpose of what they were going for but uh, but you know if you want to hedge your bets may not be a bad idea.
8: yeah they, they alluded to something about like on you know l2s if they ever did you know uh, a drop on on other chains, let's say or, or something like that so maybe it would be worth less in general that future drop so I just wanted to ask you guys. About yeah, and,
9: and Nick, just real quick, because I care about you, buddy. Just want to let you know that uh, uh, section uh, 1327 of chapter 12, article one, uh, any person who willingfully and nofully makes uh, any statement or rumor uh, that causes a run on the bank uh, is guilty of a misdemeanor punishable by a fine of not more than $1,000 or a year in your choice of a federal pis- prison with pickleball.
1: Oh, I'm reporting his ass. <laughs> 1000 $1,000? I mean that uh, if I cause a run on the global financial system, I, I get charged with a thousand dollar fine. That's pretty compelling. I'm interested yeah, in that. One, I, I'd like to just do it. it. Yeah, I think uh, if you're trying
9: to cause mayhem, it's it's much more better to just like open a short position uh, at like a uh, regional uh, grocery store chain, and then just actually getting a job there, and then uh, just like trying to like form a union and cause ruckus. Um, I mean, Nick's Nick's capable of it. It could happen.
1: Maybe we should like go stage a protest outside of the banks and say, we we won't stand for this. Uh, Not your, not your keys, not your cheese, not your keys, not your cheese in front of the banks, which I I mean, it it is accurate. Like that basically is the situation in front of the bank. So like, what, like not your keys, not your cheese, but they won't let me take out my, my, my cash. So where's my, where's the cheese? Like, let me get some of that. And like, you know, is it stinky? (laughs) Occupy Crypto. Signal has your hand raised. What's going on?
2: That's like the worst banner ever. (laughs) No one's coming (laughs) to that protest. (laughs) Is my cheese sticky? You can have something snappy, man. No one's coming to that. It's gone from Occupy Wall Street to Occupy Web 3, but, like, no one's coming. Um, but, uh, Rocinante, just on that point about the friendship bracelets, um, I would say just, um, they did say in the text that there's going to be, like, in the future, a lot more on Layer 2. So imagine, like, a polygon play. Um, so there will be more dilution. And um, the second thing as well that they mentioned in that was that they wanted this to be, like, a accessible entry point into the art blocks world, um, given the rest of the artists, have been you know, pretty much all of them are over one e. So, I wouldn't. I mean, personally, I'm not reading more into it than that. I think it's just an like an accessible art play um, from the Art Blocks platform.
8: Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm, I'm treating it more like you know, similar to the what's what's the uh, Dmitry Cherniak piece with ringers it? or the, dead ringers. Yeah, the cheap one.
0: Yeah, dead ringers.
8: Yeah, I I have yeah, I got scammed you know, on those. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were know,
9: free like, kicks. I
8: don't know about that. <laughs> They were 0.
10: .02, and all proceeds went to a food bank. So yeah, I don't know. Cash was mean. different
9: back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to see some receipts on that food bank.
0: <laughs> I gotta see the menu. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, reminder uh, that today's show is sponsored by Bugatti Group. Retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top, and follow Bugatti Group for a chance to win hey, one of the NFTs that we're giving away. Nick, what's going on?
1: Pio, I was just thinking. Yeah, oh, real shit, quick. Man, what Shout out Migo. Shout out Zayto. One one sec. Yeah. Bugatti, 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 Bugatti. Bugatti, Bugatti, Bugatti,
4: Stop it. Stop Stop it. Stop it. Oh my god. That's the
1: best thing I've ever heard in
9: my life. (laughs) Go right to the sponsorship there and end the show. That was legendary. <laughs> wow. That
0: was, I was not expecting that. Nick has that. a little
9: hip to him, PL. Nick has a little style to him, you know? He <laughs> actually grew up in Northern Virginia, remote. which if you grew up as a white kid in Northern Virginia, y- you have some good rap influence, better than, you know, most other areas in America, I would say.
0: You got some flavor for sure. You definitely got some flavor. Love to hear it uh, from Nick. Clemente, or actually, let me, th- let me throw it a note, then we'll throw to Clemente note. What's going
10: on, Amigo? Uh, that was like maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard Nick do um, but uh, so how to follow up with that okay so there's one collection that I'm actually looking forward to uh, that that I think will launch before the end of the year. And that, and I, I'm curious because I haven't seen a lot of stuff going around uh, crypto Twitter on it or NFT Twitter. But he's starting to make the rounds. Uh, we just did an interview with Kevin Rose, and you're starting to see him pop up. Um, and that is Tim Ferris uh, is dropping a collection, and uh, it, I'm I'm really fascinated by it. I'm I'm interested. I'm part way through his podcast with uh, Kevin Rose on Proof, um, and I, yeah, I'm curious to see because Tim Ferris has. Uh, you know, one of the biggest followings out there just in general. Uh, and I, I know he's going to definitely not do a crappy job, but uh, I also heard in, in his interview, he mentioned like, look, if everybody starts, you know, being total a-holes to me, uh, you know, I'm not going to deal with it. And that made me a little bit worried because I'm like, well, I don't think, I think it's kind of unavoidable if you're starting an NFT project that you're going to escape the mob. Uh, but that is one that I'm looking at. Uh, if you if you are, I think if you're a pre you um, if you're on, if you have a premium collector pass, you can register to try, you know, to get on the raffle for the allow list or something. Uh, and then if you would subscribe to his uh, email newsletter, you that that's already passed. But that's what I'm I'm cu- very curious about, and, and curious to hear other people's thoughts on
8: it. Note is is he the guy who does the conferences where you walk on coals, or is that Tony Robbins? I forget. No,
10: that's Tony Robbins. Now nah, oh, Tim Ferriss <laughs> is Tim Ferriss is like a, a less cringe version of, of Tony Robbins.
8: Yeah, I'd say.
0: yeah. I mean, uh, like so, me and Nick. <laughs> I got, like, no comment on this damn thing. Um, I like Tim Ferriss a lot. People will understand why I have no comment on this thing soon enough.
1: Some, some of the style is similar to what we were working on, and it seems like he was sitting in on the design uh, brainstorms that we had, and he just straight ripped it off. So we're coming for you, Tim. We're coming for you, Tim. But don't worry. You know, we'll pull we'll pull an Audible, uh, and uh, it actually doesn't look the same. But there are some similarities, and uh, so that's just where it's like, bro, for real, for real. You know what's and-
10: interesting is Tim – Tim is doing a lot of the art himself, which I had no idea. He, he was like, he has an illustrator background. Like he was like a novice illustrator starting off in his career. Uh, and so, you know, maybe you guys are ripping off his designs. What do you think about it's that? For, is that?
0: All I care about is what it actually is, because Tim Ferriss. For for people that don't know who Tim Ferriss is, he's the author of a very uh, famous book, The Four Hour Work Week. It's kind of like it, it dropped in two thousand seven. Uh, it's very much so like uh, an entrepreneur's bible. I mean, the tagline is "Live anywhere and join the new rich." So it's like one of those self help books that teaches you how to automate everything in your business so that you don't have to run it anymore. And he's got a lot of disciples. So I think it's kind of, he's similar. Like, let's put it this way. I would buy his NFT for sure. Um, although it's always a question mark whether these people are going to be deep, 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 deep a Web3 for the long term, right? I mean, Nick would probably have some pretty good opinions on this. On the design, like the artwork of his NFT, um, I'm, I'm out on it. And I think ours is going to be cooler. Um, and that's it. Go ahead, Nick.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, Bugatti, 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 Bugatti. Bugatti,
6: Bugatti. <laughs> this is a gated community. B- gated, <laughs> gated community, like SPF lives in. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and no one on top of me.
1: Bugatti, 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 Bugatti. I thought you were gonna keep
0: filling in the ad libs in between Drake's lines. Like, uh, if if you listen to that song, Migos, they they'll jump in and they'll be like Bugatti, and they'll they'll do the ad libs there. I thought that's what you were gonna do. It's like you know, uh, like when he says no one's on top of me, then then they'll come in to be like no one
1: on top.
8: Rest in peace, take off. <laughs>
1: we, we, we just gotta add the group at the end. So we like Bugatti group. Yeah, <laughs> okay, my, my apologies. Bugatti, 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 Bugatti group. group. It's the group Bugatti. I love that. <laughs> and like that. And the
0: ad lib can be like, not the car. <laughs> we, not physical. Anyway,
1: all right. Anyway, <laughs> This is all digital. <laughs> this ain't no physical. This is all digital. <laughs>
4: Why wow. we, we, we gotta use the line fidgetal, you know, like <laughs> digital and phig- and physical, so like we can use Fidgetal as that line.
3: What uh, that mean?
4: <laughs> a lot a lot of rappers being like, This ain't no digital, this
1: is the fidgetal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're gonna know that. Um Clemente has his hand raised. Uh Nick, well, real quick, Nick, were those verses inspired by the gentleman that tweeted at you and said, What's up with uh, the lack of musical numbers, Nick? No. It
6: wasn't. So you're no, gonna do that I, anyway. I,
1: yeah, I just, I, I was thinking about that I, I was sitting here thinking and I was like, man, you remember that song? Versace, 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 Versace. Uh, it just popped in my head, man. This is that, you know, I just, uh, I get inspired randomly and uh, I just roll out, you know, with, uh, with just moments of, of brilliance and genius that many people around the world say, my gosh, like look, this guy has, uh, has the, uh, the potential that I've never seen before. You know, uh, and ever since I started rapping, people have been exiting the show in droves. So it's very clear that people are like, wow, this guy has, has a future ahead of him.
0: Oh, no. Look, we, we know what the audience wants. The audience wants nonstop, what should I buy conversation. If you stray at all, start doing Bugatti stuff. They're like, we're out. I mean, well, Bugatti song stuff, I should Bugatti! say. Bugatti! They're out. Uh, also, someone in our Discord said, Tim Ferriss will put less than four hours of work per week into his NFT. It's oh, that's- in the title of his book. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, Clemente, you have your hand raised. What's going on, amigo?
7: Well, yeah. It, look, this is a, this is actually back to the what should I buy question and conversation. So
1: um I mean so there you go.
7: I get people fired up. People are um, gonna flood
1: in. Get, get <laughs> ready
7: for this <laughs> one. I'm very excited. <laughs> Bugatti. <laughs> and then Nick will chase him away with the Bugatti uh, the Bugatti song. Um look I I'm looking at ledger market pass, guys. Like I'm I'm trying to figure out like I'm I'm honestly trying to my new kind of thesis is either people that like can buy into projects that either have a bunch of cash and can be here for a really long time or yep. have zero performance risk. Right. Which is like that's when you look at like crypto dick butts, for example, because they don't really have to do anything and they'll continue to kind of be relevant, at least I hope, right? Um, but Ledger Market Pass is sitting at 0.21E. E. Um, their listings are at an all-time low. They have 192 listed. Um, and my thought process, like, like if, you, if you're okay with holding this for like a year or two, I think when you look at that floor price, it screams a buy, at least for me. Um, I'm looking to get a couple at this price, at least. Um, it just seems like they have relevancy in the market Their Their sales have uh, just been absolutely crushing ever since the FTX, uh, fiasco and Drake this morning posted his, his blinged out ledger with diamonds on it. Um, so I'm just looking at like, Hey, these guys have to, you have to put your money in these guys, uh, and try to get some exposure to them. So I think this market pass could be a, a good buy at this price.
0: Where did he, where did Drake post that on Twitter? On, on his his Instagram.
7: Instagram.
0: He posted on his Instagram. Wow. That's I uh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, that's pretty good. Look, I like I like that call, Clemente, whether or not, it looks like people were accepting, so it looks like, okay, so you're talking about the floor price of 0.21. If I look at the activity, all of the sales in the past 16 hours minus one or two have been wrapped ETH offers accepted at 0.18. So I think that if you put in some collection offers on this, you could get it for even lower. But I love what you said about the collections that have money because this has been rattling around in my mind over the past few weeks. I don't know if I talked about this on the show yet. It might've been on the YouTube. But basically, you know, when Gary, I mean, did I talk about this yesterday? Like when when V Friends raised capital, when, um, you know, proof did a funding round. I was confused at that time because I didn't understand why, um, you know, these different Web3 projects, businesses, whatever you want to call them, that have so much capital because of their primary sales on NFTs were raising more VC money. I didn't really understand. But now that it's like deep, deep bear market, you kind of get it because they don't have alternative revenue models. There is no revenue model right now for V friends besides sell NFTs. I guess he's doing the toys actually. So maybe that's a bad example, but proof, like what is the alternative? Alternative revenue. You cool revenue besides. model,
9: dumbass. <laughs> th-
0: th- there you go. There you go. So you have to buy NFTs uh, to, to, you know, to provide revenue to these businesses. They need money to last for years without any revenue besides NFT royalties, which we know are not enough to sustain a business. Nick, what's going on?
1: This is completely unrelated. Someone posted in the Discord, and I thought I'd bring it up. Which is, uh, a- Ape is uh, surging at the moment. Absolutely surging. Uh, off of the bottom of where it was. It was down at an all-time low uh, at 2.8. It's now up to 3.12. I don't know what's going on here. Is there any breaking news? Or is that just, uh, like, what is happening? Why is this going on?
0: It's looking like a piss
3: missile. Easy. Any insight on this?
1: It's all going to zero.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Bugai. No, I don't know. I mean, it's one of the altcoins that's just catching lice here. It's interesting because the S&P is down. NASDAQ's down. ETH took a nice little hit. But maybe people are just cycling. I know that we did get a video yesterday of the or two days ago of White joining, so it could be a play on that as well. But I don't think there's anything, excuse <laughs> me,
9: besides speculation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the coins like this move up ten percent uh, all the time.
1: Can, can, your your uh, mic kicks. Uh, just I mean, it's a common situation, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what right now. <laughs>
10: <laughs> it's honestly legendary. I mean, just the the variety of ways that kicks his mic malfunctions. It's like so impressive. I'm really, it's amazing.
0: I agree. It's, it's definitely something. Um, well, look, I mean, (laughs) Gene Parmesan, you got your hand raised. What's going on?
6: Well, yeah, I guess if you're saying people want to know what to buy, we talk about this a lot, but I wonder, like, I feel like Solana here is just like, it's a lottery ticket, right? Like it might go to freaking five bucks or, 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 you know, maybe even go to zero, but if it goes to even 50% of its all time high, it's like a 20 X. So I mean, Solana and also I'm targeting 30 to
3: 40 on
1: Sol. How much? 30, 30 to, to 40. 40? Yeah, Everybody, yeah. race in right now. We're, we're buying. I, I just bought
3: it. If we all buy Solana at the exact same time, then we could potentially make FTX solvent again and crypto is saved. But we have to time it right. Wouldn't that require us buying FTT and pumping it to $22? Listen, you're making way too much sense right now. I think we just keep it simple with Solana. <laughs> so easy. What's the time horizon on that? And what is informing your thoughts on that? I mean, we just look at like previous support and like resistance areas. It held 30 very well up until the FTX collapse. Basically, anytime it dips sub 30 to like 27 areas, it was almost immediately bought again, uh, pushing it back to like the 31, 33 area. So that's kind of like where I'm aiming to target off of these lows. It's been holding 13 very well, even yesterday when there was statements coming out from Binance about halts on USDT and USDC, which we did come to realize was because of the market maker that was previously Alameda uh, creating the, the swap pair. For it. It had nothing to do with circle, still backed by circle. It was just that they were, I guess, adjusting some things there to make sure that it was not actively having any hand with Alameda and FTX. And that caused some serious FUD. And even then, it dipped sub 13 for like a two minute span before pushing back up to 13.5. So I've been watching this area pretty well. Under this, uh, we're going to go single digits. But if it can hold this into like the holiday season, then I'm just going to keep buying it with uh, hopes that we can get back in that previous support and resistance zone. What if Tether blows up? If Tether blows up, I'm going to call my old boss and ask him for my job back.
8: <laughs> Easy. Do you think we, we round trip back to the famous $3 price where SBF bought all the salons? So I the don't.
3: Difference. I don't too. There's way too much liquidity, in my opinion, targeting like eight and seven area. And usually when all of Twitter is screaming for that single digit number, we don't see it, which is like, it's a lot more psychology aspect to it. I think there's a ton of buy orders at 10 as well. So I've been looking at that pretty heavily. If we get down to $3 again, I'm like very skeptical in general because that becomes like a much bigger
8: concern for longevity. All, all the support is is way down there. Yeah, it's like five dollars or you know five. It's sketchy, man. I, I mean, know.
0: so Marco, you know uh, Rosanante Capital, me and Easy were at the Breakpoint Convention or conference in Lisbon, so we saw it with our own eyes. The Solana ecosystem is strong, so I I think just like if you, um, if you survive, then you know, you can expect return on that. It's obviously going to take a long time, but we've been asking, is this Solana's $80 Ethereum moment? So that that's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I saw it with my own eyes, man. It's a strong ecosystem.
8: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I, You know, personally, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. I, I'm not a big fan of the the phone move either, but I mean, yeah, you know, to each their own. I, uh, you know, <laughs> the there'll be a time to speculate. I, you know, well, and uh, short-term trades. Yeah, to exactly. How I look at it
9: is like, you know, you got your target, right? That's That's like Ethereum. But for every target in the neighborhood, you need a Dollar General. Um, and that's like Solana. So I think it's an important part of the ecosystem.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you sure. got a mic from Dollar General, my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my guy's got the Dollar
0: General internet right now or something. Yo, Won't let me he, get him Google Mesh.
1: He didn't read uh, section uh, B, uh, paragraph 8 of uh, our actual founders agreement that we had, which required that you use a functional microphone to participate in the show, uh, which is like a key thing. But maybe... what. Well, I didn't put a deadline. There may be a loophole in there, so my apologies. Uh, Let lawyers look listen, at it. For days.
8: Usually, usually I would trash talk Salana into the dirt, but you know, currently as it stands, you know, hundred percent of ETH is secured on AWS servers. Uh, the top three Bitcoin mining pools uh, own over like sixty percent of the hash rate. So uh, to be honest, all of us are centralized trash right now. So I, you know, I'm not going to thank up you. For anybody thank here, you. But if anything,
3: bro, our centralized argument literally just imploded. So like. We're on the way up, <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Um,
0: I mean, Nick, what would it take for you to make a bet on Solana right now?
1: I mean, I want to see another like massive leg like, down. I'll start buying a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, you're never gonna you, you won't have seen a shopping spree like the one that I deploy. <laughs> you know, Did, like. Uh,
0: nodes boy DC investors tweeting about how he's buying 10 ETH a week. Starting now, he posted his first buy of 10 ETH Uh, and he said that he can do it for a long time.
8: I would make sure you could do it throughout 2023.
0: He said a long time. Uh, I feel like he probably can.
8: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could do that
10: for about one week and then I'd be like, all right, there's my DCA strategy. I have uh, allocated all my dry powder in uh, one week and uh, there you go. So shout out to DC for just, you know, 10 ETH for for and when he says a long time, like DC does not think in terms of days or weeks. This guy thinks in terms of years. So I I literally would not be surprised if in like two years and the bear market's still going, he's like, yep, I'm on month 24 of buying 10 ETH per month and uh, things per are going week.
8: Good. per week or per week. He's doing per 10 ETH a week. That's week. what he said, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a little Michael Sailorish to be honest. And I love DC. Yeah, being Michael Sailorish is good. But um,
1: <laughs> he's he's also like a lot of people don't understand this. Let me explain this real quick. Um. Some people have more than $100 in their bank account, and it's confusing to a lot of uh, other individuals. And I just want to apologize. Let me explain what life is like when you have more than $100 in your bank account. It's good. Dude, let me I tell you, it's, it's real nice. A lot of, that, sorry, we can't even hear what you're kicks, saying, Kix, at this awesome. point. Like, this has gotten... Like, Are the, you th- in
3: your home?
0: You, you took kicks your took dollar
1: to- microphone and then put it in water and yeah. smashed it on the ground. Kix
3: took being underwater to a whole new level here. <laughs>
1: Kix. I
6: think Kix is being kidnapped right now.
1: Well, I'm only talking to
0: Kix for the next two minutes. Kix, explain yourself. What is the the, the physical situation that's creating this? I think audio? my computer's overheating. I'm running
9: some nodes to make some money. Just
1: pull, unplug the phone. Just speak into you, the you, phone.
0: No, he, yeah, no, he's um, he's like doing some weird thing that we never told him to do. Where he runs like a virtual <laughs> emulator on his computer to run Twitter Spaces. Don't do that. No one told you to do. No, that. I'm still missing the plug. Plug the iPhone in. Okay, it's
1: on me. It's my bad. I lost it. You this guy can't find everyone else in the world anything. has like 47 iPhone plugs. Like it, it's like we have too many iPhone plugs. Kix on the other hand is like, I don't have a USB cable. W- when <laughs> you ship him stuff, it, it
0: gets to the home and it like, you know, like it's not that it's not getting delivered, it gets delivered, but there's still like a 20 to 30% chance that it, it won't make its way to him because he'll lose it. Anyway, all right, ladies and gentlemen, today's sponsor, Bugatti Group, has joined us. Uh, look, I'm going to, uh, for a moment, I'm going to remove that, that uh, tweet that was just pinned. Look at the tweet that's been to the top by me. We're giving away three Bugatti Group NFTs. Retweet that tweet and follow Bugatti Group. It's the tweet that I posted at the top for a chance to win. We're going to be drawing winners shortly. But, uh, gentlemen, thank you. Andrew, uh, th- thank you so much for joining us. We have the CEO of Bugatti Group here. Um, tell the people, w- what is Bugatti Group exactly? And what are we talking about today? What is this NFT collection?
5: Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here on this show. And I'm here with my counterpart, Tony, which yes! will. <laughs> Bugatti, that's it. Um, you know, the, our, our, uh, listening to your guy, you guys throughout the show, and that is very motivating for us because uh, our company has been around since 1940. And uh, definitely the conversion of coming in from Web 2 to Web 3 for us is very uh, innovative and very exciting. Uh, we believe we're uh, we're we've always been a company that has been very innovative, and uh, we wanted to be driving the bus into this uh, new world of Web three, and not only for the uh, short term, for the long term, and uh, for us, this is very motivating. What we're seeing uh, today uh, happening,
0: yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, I was talking to Tony um, about you know this NFT collection and about Bugatti. So, for people that don't know, this is not Bugatti, the car company. This- Bugatti. <laughs> this is this is Bugatti, the luggage company. Uh, am I right about that, Tony?
4: Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and um, first of all, thank you for inviting us uh, to talk a little bit about our project and our company. Um, and and it was a side note, Nick, um, please DM us. We want to figure out you know uh, uh, licensing that like Bugatti, Bugatti, Bugatti group uh, uh, jingle <laughs> uh, because that's, that's definitely really exciting. So please, yep. you know, hey. have your
1: people contact our people. If, you can, if your people can contact Drake, then I'm really interested in that to get like a little partnership between myself and Drake to make a song because that's been something that we've been anticipating for a while. We've been teasing it in the Discord, but a lot of people were saying, damn, uh, are they actually going to finally drop that Drake song?
4: Well, well you, know, he is Canadian, similar to the Bugatti group. So we might be able to leverage something there. So you never know, right? So we're gonna
0: talk to his people. That's for sure. Yeah, Canadian. A little
4: background. <laughs> <laughs> so, li- little background, you know, as as, um, you know, Andrew mentioned a little bit uh, in terms of Bugatti group, we've been established since 1940. Um, We are one of the world's, it's a a legacy Web2 brand. Um, We manufacture, distribute and retail luggages, backpacks, wallets, notebooks, like just a whole bunch of stuff. And you can find Bugatti Group um, in some of the world's largest global retailers. So we're talking Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, Costco, Walmart, TJ Maxx, and it's both retail and on the floors of these retailers. Um, So we are dropping an NFT today. Uh, Actually, it's it's uh, later on today is our public uh, minting, which we're super excited about. And and the cool thing about Bugatti Group as well. and, And, you know, you're talking about like brands like Drake, like mega brands. Um, the Bugatti Group actually is um, the global distributor of over a dozen really, really high-end, like well-known brands, uh, ranging from Blackpink, a uh, super K-pop band, uh, the Rolling Stones. Uh, Reebok recently joined the Bugatti Group in terms of a licensee for for luggages, uh, K Swiss. So there's so many cool things, and and uh, yeah, we're we're excited to kind of like d- uh, enter into the the Web3 ecosystem, and and super bullish. Uh, to be a part of everything
0: awesome and you know the thing that i wanted to definitely talk about too um you know you mentioned the licensing thing and and obviously that was a joke like with drake but uh you all are giving basically licensing deals to board ape holders correct to have their apes actually appear on luggage and there's like uh you know a kind of revenue share with the board
4: ape holders oh let's go
0: yeah could you talk a little bit about that
4: hundred percent uh in, in t- one of the cool things about the Bugatti Group is that they have a, or we have an incredible network in terms of these global retailers. Uh, this is both online and on the floors. So when we first started this initiative, one of the first things we wanted to kind of establish was how are we going to enter into the the space? And we want to be, um, you know, we, we want to be uh, like bringing people, like so be supportive of Web3 and not just be extractive, right? Like we don't want to just drop an NFT and say Merry Christmas here it is. Uh, by our nft we wanted to use our contacts and our capabilities to bring people into retail bring bring IP owners into retail so we started first by um, securing 20 licenses uh with board apes I, I see a few of them actually here uh, von Schiller von doom uh josh Ong board Becky and we were we put them on on um, but four apes on each luggage and uh, they are going to be announced on a global retailer um in about two to three days I'll, I'll let andrew speak more about that uh but that was our first step the second step is we're going to be working with incredible communities and getting them into retail so we've got some guys like fishy fam the plague nft um just to name a couple that will be joining us and you know, getting getting these guys into retail, and we're also gonna expand this as as we kind of like build a, um, our relationship with Web three. So the board apes is step one. Yahoo Finance actually covered uh, this story two days ago, so it's kind of cool seeing your friends who are who are board apes like like you know uh, uh, gracing Yahoo Finance. And when uh, we make the announcement on who that global retailer is, it's gonna kind of blow everyone's mind because it, that retailer is that massive. Oh, so this, this i mean yo
1: shout out bugatti uh they came on and uh didn't how did we not get my ape on a piece of luggage i mean this is just offensive I, i'm gonna hold on let me just drop this mic <laughs> i'm just
4: gonna say if you check if you check your dm and you re- responded but you, you didn't. oh you dm okay my bad even
3: text back like
1: don't <gasps> don't get
3: your hopes up
0: You got to reach out to Nick's people. He's harder to get a a hold of than Drake. Um, No, but I mean, look, supporting the NFT ecosystem with like kind of a partner-like approach like that is so awesome. Uh, So love to hear about that. So the NFTs are minting later today, correct? For the public mint, that's happening later today. And what's the story with the NFT collection?
4: So the NFT, yeah, so it is minting uh, later today in terms of the public mint uh, so, right now, we're, we're starting on the on the, the allow list, um, but the public mint, uh, mint will be happening at 5.15 p.m. Eastern today. The mint itself is kind of cool because there's a, a couple of different components. The first big component is there's going to be uh, frigidals. So, there's going to be high-end... Cactus Leather, uh, Apple Leather, I never knew these things existed, but you know, that's super, super high end uh, products that will be available for five out of the six varieties. Um, We have this mint pass, which to me is one of the strongest utilities recently being introduced because, you know, let's say, for instance, we have these partners, Blackpink, Rolling Stones, uh, Reebok, and we're going to be dropping exclusive merchandise that will only be available globally. if the individual has a, a Bugatti Group mint pass. So let's say for example, it's black paint or Rolling Stones, and it's a limited edition backpack. You would only be able to, to purchase that if you go to, um, if, you, if you're if you part of our ecosystem. Second, and then the next thing that's super cool uh, is with Bugatti Group, you know, being a major retailer, lots of traction for our products. Um, but Andrew and the board decided, let's kind of like, Add more utility, more things onto the play. Uh, so anybody who can go to, who has our mint pass, uh, will be able to get a 55% discount on the actual, uh, products that are sold on Bugatti Group's online site. Not the car, but, you know, the, our products. Um, and, and we've had like retailers come up and say, Hey, you know, small businesses, they say, Hey, if I purchase a mint pass, can I kind of resell? Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's such a cool initiative. Um, so yeah, those are just some of the, uh, the the products. But end of the day, we're, we're here to build something long term and, and and really connect with the communities and build a community that is strong and bring Web two, bring all of our audience into the Web three ecosystem.
0: And that's what it's about. You know, I talk about uh, like organizations that are actual functioning businesses getting involved in Web three, you know, versus just like somebody making a profile picture project. And and really, even though they might be Web three native, being pretty extractive with their approach. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to uh, be drawing the winners. This is your last chance to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Bugatti Group uh, for a chance to win one. one of the three NFTs that were given away. Um, I'm going to draw the winners now, and if you get invited to the stage, that means you won. I'll shout out the winners by name, but just take a look. If I invite you to the stage, I'm going to be inviting three people. That means that you won. Um, so, just you know, last question, I guess. What else should people you know look out for with this NFT? Um, you know, what else should people look out for when it comes to Bugatti Group and Web3? Could you shed some light on that while I draw these winners?
4: Sure. I'll start with the first one. Or Andrew, would you like to take this?
5: Well, yeah, I think I I could add and uh, just a little point and then uh, Tony could continue. I think the the very important part for us is a mission of having a a great community, uh, that we're going to work with the community, uh, have a lot of utilities, have a lot of fun, uh, create, I'm a very uh, people's person, uh, create a a fun uh, atmosphere and really be offering great things to our community for the years to come. Like I said earlier, we're not at in this for the short term. We're in this for the long term. And we want to make this a really exciting uh, uh, process with a lot of good utilities.
0: That's awesome. And I drew the three winners. You've been invited to the stage. Plaffy, Taffy, Olga Vera, and Kronos X. So that's Plaffy Taffy uh, at Plaffy 23. Oh, Plaffy Olga Taffy. Vera, <laughs> Olga Vera uh, is at Olga P. And Kronos X is at Arolfo Martin. So you all have been invited to the stage. I'm going to just make sure that we have room for everybody because I think Signal actually got rugged. Here's Plaffy Taffy. I'm going to DM you, uh, you know, winner, winner. Um, And then uh, we're waiting for our other ones again. The other two that I've invited, Olga Vera and Arolfo Martin, aka Kronos X. But since we have, uh, you know, Plaffy Taffy on stage, Plaffy Taffy, you just won. How do you feel?
8: Yo, I feel great. This is awesome. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, so I appreciate all the all the hard work all you guys do. Uh, and yeah, bro, I'm pumped. Thank you so much. Uh, oh shit, hold on, one sec. Dennis, uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be i in, in uh, one minute. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, wow, I'm in the office. Yeah,
0: you're uh, experienced on Twitter shows. I see. Well, I'm I'm in the office,
8: so uh, so yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys. Yo, Thanks.
1: let them know. Just let them know what show you're on, you know? Let them know. Be like, hey, okay, then they'll understand. They'll let be like, them know
0: you just want a Bucati car. Bucati? You call it Bucati? Bucati car.
1: You're rich. And tell them that you fucking quit. You quit. It's Bucati Group, not affiliated with the car company. You got luggage coming your way for your next trip <laughs> I around the
8: world. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And,
4: and guys, you know, thank you so much for 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 uh, making this happen for us. Um, super super excited. Um, one of the things I will say is we are going to be doing some major major partnership announcements over the next couple of days um, before our between our launch and our reveal. So stay tuned to that. It'll range from like you know which is the major retailer that the apes are going into first to who's are gonna who who potentially will be our first uh, partner drop. And uh, King um, or Nick, we're going we're gonna to make a phone call to Drake and, and try. And if, if anything happens, you're the first one. Else.
0: There we go. That's what I'm talking about. And real quick, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Olga Vera is uh, not accepting DMs and not coming to the stage. So we're draw- we're drawing another winner. Uh, we got n- and and Olga, uh, I don't want any angry DMs from you because uh, you're you're not here. So or like you're not coming to the stage, and I can't DM you. Nobody
1: um, cares about Olga. Move on to the next person. The next that guy's a loser.
0: Is Niam Niam Brum. So that's. Nyam 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 brum. I've invited you to the stage. Regardless, nyam, I'm just brum. I'm I'm just going to uh, DM you now uh, because you are the winner. So congratulations, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to our sponsor today, Bugatti Group, not the car, but the luggage brand. Uh, you know, focusing on being additive, not extractive to the Web3 ecosystem. They're going to put us in touch with Drake so Nick yeah. can get a deal with Drake. That's exciting stuff. This is the um, NFT Morning Show. We do Are you going to give us the song? Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1030 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week.
6: Versace, Versace, we'll catch you
0: next time. I, don't I don't know. Know. No.
1: We
6: got Bugatti. Bugatti! community, please get the fuck up the property. SBF. That must be